Welcome to the CEO-led sales podcast, the podcast that empowers CEOs to gain control of their sales and have predictive revenue in the future. I'm your host, Andrew Ford, and I'll be interviewing Andrew Phillips, the sales expert and the author of the book, The CEO-Led Sales. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the CEO Led Sales Podcast. I'm Andrew Ford, your host, and today we have Andrew Phillips, the author of the book, The CEO Led Sales. And today we're going to a bit of a tricky area, a bit of a minefield, I feel. Yes, I think you're right. That's the a- remuneration plan. So when we talk about money and salespeople, they yeah. uh, they get a bit their backs up. But uh, for the people who are listening, if you persist, if you're a CEO, if you're a salesperson, if you're a sales leader, uh, I think you'll find this really interesting, and we do want you to come into it with an open mind because uh, there's benefits all around if you yeah. do. Yeah, well, that's absolutely right. And I think that it's very fair to say that both sales and CEOs and sales managers today would all say there are significant failings in in, in the way the remuneration structure works today. Yeah. So what I'm proposing is a different remuneration structure that will have its challenges. There's no two ways about yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, but having said that, the long-term outcome for the company is a much better outcome because this really looks after, we talk early in the book about stakeholder management, mm. this really looks after the clients, the staff and the shareholders of the in the business and therefore it's a much better outcome than what we've got today. Yeah, yeah. and anything that's good for the company is going to be better for the people uh, as long as the the leaderships are looking after the people. Absolutely, that's right. And then, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's absolutely right. So if the company is going better, and the there is a, you know there's there's feeding back into the development of the company and development of the staff, then it's a great outcome. Yeah, I mean, you, it, the truth is you can't sell stuff if the company is not doing well, and not producing you know good things through R and D and investing in new technology and marketing assets and branding. And so yeah. it all feeds into the ability of the salespeople to do their job well. Yeah. But before we get into that, I, I did want to just cover kind of where it is now. Right. Like what do you see when you're out there as the traditional model that we're proposing a change to? Because I'm sure there's a lot of hybrids and there's a lot of differences, but what what's the one that we're looking at as the the base model of which we're we're trying to change? So what does it look like today? So what it looks like primarily today, and, I, and there are exceptions, but in the vast majority of cases, we have got individual salespeople on their individual number with an individual target of which they get remunerated for based upon their at-risk component. And generally speaking, that is a 60-40 split. 60% of their total package is their base and 40% of the overall package is the at-risk component. And there is generally an ability to overachieve in that 40% component with accelerators once you achieve certain uh, certain milestones in the remuneration or the, in the um, the recognition of either revenue or GP. Yeah. So so let's take a scenario like an IT business, right? So uh, a salesperson might be on, what, 150, 200 base? Would that be? Yep. Yeah, yeah, 200 base. We've just rounded up. Yeah. yeah, which is a pretty good base 
for most people, I mean... Well, think, bear in mind, we've said well, a couple of times. Yeah, exactly. It's more than what doctors <laughs> get, lawyers. Get, lawyers get. Yeah. yeah. Some people um, may not think lawyers should get any of that, but anyway. <laughs> no, but I think we all agree that doctors do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. particularly these times. Yes. So, so you're looking at a base like that. That, that means your uh, at-risk component, or the 40%, uh, is up and above and beyond. That's what, 150? That's right. Rough yeah. numbers. Yeah. Um, and so, therefore, that's a pretty good over package. But with the accelerators... That one fifty bonus or forty percent um, risk could could become three hundred or it could be anything or, absolutely. Like yeah. accelerators can can yeah. You yeah. Know, really ramp up if they overachieve. Yeah, yeah of course, a lot of complaints uh, are either uncapped or you know they obviously all of them have a proviso that all the ones that I've seen uh, have a proviso when they that the that you can that the CEO can cap them off right yeah. so yeah. Yeah, so if they land some sort of bluebird and it's, yeah, you know, yeah, it's, that's uh, right. They're not going to yeah. take millions out yeah. of the company. Yeah, and I think it's fair. An accidental deal. I think know? that's fair. It's accidental. And, 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 and particularly seeing the fact that, that sales is not a one off person's activity. Oh, I was, yeah. I was just yeah. about to say, I've yeah. seen this in my experience of sales. Um, and I actually had a 50 50 split. So I had a yeah. 150, nice. 150 base, 150 earn, and then accelerators. Um, but in other roles, I, I remember I was in like a 20, 70, 30. Um, but what interestingly enough, I've seen a lot of people land deals where the deal's already in progress, you know, because sometimes these are three years yeah. in the making. Yeah. The salesperson's left for whatever reason, someone's news come on, six months later, you know, they've won this deal. So yeah. they get the commission. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. wow. But then they leave and they leave the other deal behind when they go to the next place. Yeah. So yeah. Sort yeah. Of like, well, and a lot of companies have, I've seen a lot of organizations try and stop that sort of behaviour. It's And it's really funny. They put little tricksy gates in here and there gates, yeah. to try and stop that behaviour. But what they end up doing is they you know, they stop that behaviour, but they then stifle all the good behaviours that yeah. you don't want to stifle. Mm. And it's because what they're doing is using a very traditional model of base and at risk and individualised um, recognition and then they go, but we don't like one of those little outcomes, so we'll put this here and we'll put that there, as opposed to saying, actually, the problem with this is the outcome is not focused to what the company needs to yeah. be to be successful. We need to scrap all of this, start again, and focus on the company outcome. And then all those little tricksy gates actually can go away. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I, I, I do remember conversations when it was um, we had this one situation where um, you had all these gates and accelerators, but then if the company itself globally is for this is one yeah, of the yeah, side companies right. in yeah. the world didn't make didn't make their their number globally, we wouldn't get it. Yeah, and you're like, I got no control over that. Yeah, how does that work? And all, yeah. you know, they're motivating you and then demotivating you. Yeah. It's this weird carrot and stick that. And, and, you know, then what the salespeople do is try and get around the gates yes. and towards the accelerators yes. and they're, yes. they're manoeuvring yeah. money. And, yeah. you know, this is why Sarbanes-Oxley, and for those who don't know about that, that's just a way of, you know, it's American law of how to control earnings and not bring the earnings forward yeah. uh, and so forth. Um, but that's why these rules come in because people would do dodgy stuff yeah. to get around these gates. And, and you're 100% right. We're all sitting there trying to, um, uh, you know, create the best scenario for ourselves individually, and no one's thinking about the customer. That's right. That's, <laughs> That's right. probably the biggest yeah, problem, yeah, isn't it? Exactly. When you think of that, well, again, I come back to the stakeholder management where there's that, there needs to be an equal emphasis on the, on, on the, uh, on the team, on the customer, 
and on the shareholders, right? So when you've got that equal emphasis on all three of those, then you'll get a better outcome. And without a doubt, the remuneration plans of today aren't like that at all. Yeah. And look, I mean, I was in feast and famine businesses. I've seen that. And, you know, it's all great when things are going well and then it drops off and then it's all, you know, disaster. It's a workplace to work. And surely just working in a consistently good place would be worthwhile giving up the peaks. Yes, that's right. Because you get the yeah. troughs too, right? Yeah, that's right. And then, and the thing is, if you've got someone that is so vehemently opposed to uh, to uh, working in a structure like that, you're best off without them because yeah. they aren't culturally they aren't culturally sensitive to what your what your organisation stands for, and they'll be doing something shonky somewhere else anyhow, right? Yeah. So just that you should be pleased that this might encourage some of their players to go. Yeah, because yeah, because they, they don't want to focus on the company. That's right. They're putting themselves about above the company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then this is classic. You know, you sit down with a lot of salespeople and they go, these are my clients. Well, actually, salesperson, they're not your clients. Yeah. They're the company's clients. Mm-hmm. And you happen to be you happen to be in such a fortunate, privileged position to be the individual who is the representation of the company to those clients. Mm-hmm. And, and the other thing is from the salesperson's perspective, like, you know, I know what it's like to front up to a sales meeting when you know things are not going well. Yeah. You put on a yeah. brave face. Oh, yeah, 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 I've got these deals on yeah. the go and you're trying yeah. to, you know, get your way around them. And, yeah. and, and you know, no one wants to do that. And and if the company has, um, you know, doesn't rely on that feast and famine, yeah. then it's a much safer place to go, look, you know, these deals are no good. I've got to, I've got to work the process. It's going to take longer. And instead of getting fired, they'll, they'll you know, potentially train you and, if you've got the right stuff and, and work with you until you have fertile ground again. Because sometimes it's just your patches well, dry. This, and, well, that, well that's, really that's true. It's true. Um, it's, yeah, I've, got, I've got lots of experience that I can talk about in relation to having a dry patch and then reassigning re- that patch to different salespeople, then suddenly it starts to spring beautiful bloody deals. Yeah. And so in that respect, you might be able to say, well, that salesperson wasn't wasn't uh, fertilizing and and nurturing that patch for it to grow, and the new salesperson did. I've got experience where um, you've got salespeople who uh, were doing all the right behaviours, and the patch didn't deliver, and we had to, you know, had to be quite harsh on them. And so all of those things don't work. Yeah. And you can uncover, and again, this is why we talk earlier on about client experts. You can quickly uncover whether someone's a client expert or not. So you get rid of that part of it because it removes that really it's 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 an invisible thing whether someone's a good salesperson or not, mm. because you can only work out if someone's a good salesperson or not when you look back in history. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so you get you, you get eighteen months into having a great new salesperson working for you, they haven't sold anything, suddenly they leave and you go. They didn't do anything. What <laughs> happened there? You know, you realise. Whereas, then that's why I talk about this client expert because you can measure a client expert from the first day they walk into your business. Mm. The first day. Well, well, you actually would want to measure them during the interview yeah, process, yeah, right? But yeah, let's say they walk in and you've got to- measure performance. You yeah. can measure it straight away, right? Mm. Um, and, and these are the factors that I think the remuneration plan takes into account the new world of client experts, sales coaches, the new world. We talked in last week's podcast, we talked about the team plan. We talked about how it's now no longer good enough to pay the professionals in your organisation for the job you hire them to do. That's what their base does. Mm. You don't pay them bonuses just because they get their invoices out on time or they hire people. That's just their day job. 
It's not good enough to do that. So what we are now saying is that if we link everyone's success to the, cust- the customer and our, our company's success, then we've got a much better outcome. And that's the thing, aligned values, aligned outcomes. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's what's needed. So, okay, let's go through. You've got a model to do this. And yes. I wanted to go through that in a bit of detail because I think this is going to help clarify you know, it's nice for us to talk about and quantificate this is the right way, but but what does it look like? Sure. And and probably one of the things the band-aids we need to probably rip off is these, you know, salespeople are going to get paid less because <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be the, the first thing I would ask. Yeah. Uh, without a doubt, overall, they will not get paid less. Overall, they'll get paid more because they'll have more sustainable, predictable success over the life of their employment mm-hmm. with the organisation. If a salesperson decided to come in and leave an organisation with 12 to 18 months, they'll probably get paid less. But you know what? I think that's probably okay. Well, I, then, if they're not going to commit to the organisation, why they, should they get it? On the yeah. old model, if they're selling anything, get paid less anyway. So Precisely. Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to leave if they're doing that's, well. That's right. People they, only leave if they're doing poorly. Precisely. So. The only the only salespeople that are on the market are generally on the market are the ones who are not achieving their number. Mm. You know, what salesperson in their right mind is going to be able to say, I'm achieving every one of my numbers at company X, but I'm prepared to go to company Y. And start again. And start again. What does that mean? Yeah. I, you know, and, and where? Yeah. Unless they have um, done a Bluebird deal and it's got huge accelerators and it's a bad deal yeah. and they leave before it gets delivered. Yeah, so they could, well, I've actually yeah, seen they, that. That can be that stuff, absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. only once in a while. Though, yeah, very sad. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, so let's look at the plan. So let's go through the base. So that's a that's a big part of it and then we'll go sure the model that's sure. in the book. Um, so tell me more about that. How's the base work? Yeah, so what we've... Um, in, 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 so, again, what I wanted to do was build a model that was going to drive sustainability long-term commitment to an organisation and uh, a long-term commitment to our clients. And one of the most interesting components, obviously the largest component and the biggest cost that a business has is the basis that they pay their, um, their, and we're going to, I'll constantly use the word now client expert because that's what they are, right? That's that's where we are, what they pay their their client experts. And I'm saying we should pay our client experts about 20% below what the market industry is today and for easy terms we used 200 earlier on so that means we're going to pay them about 160 base uh, instead of the 200 but and 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 that's because the next component the right component of the of of the deal is all about doing your planning and doing your strategy and so that's getting the ceo sales plan understanding analyzing and then converting that into the attainment plan, which is the plan we've spoken about already, which names the clients and names the solutions. And once a salesperson, client expert, once a client expert is doing that, then they've got a thoroughly thought out strategy for them to be successful in their patch. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying once they do that and achieve that, we should pay them 40%. So the 20% to get them up to 100% of what they would have been being paid anyway, and another 20% to reflect the fact that they've done all the planning. Now, I know there's going to be a lot of people going, shaking their head, what do you mean paying salesperson people to plan? That's their job. It is their job. The issue is that it isn't happening anywhere at all. They (laughs) don't do it. But a good client expert who is doing this is deserved of a higher base. And 
I know that there's a contradiction here. I know that people are going to also think, but Andrew, you're saying you don't pay people for doing their jobs, i.e. getting the invoices out on time. And here you're saying paying them for doing doing planning. The, the nuance, I believe, in that particular instance is that the entire success of the company is based upon us winning business and growing the business. And it is worthwhile paying over the market rate for a, a, an absolutely exemplary planning process so that we're set up into the future. The other really great thing about that is because it is so easy to review and inspect, you can really quickly find out if the person you've hired to look after this patch actually is a client expert or not mm. and actually understands what they're going to do. Yeah. And if you need to make adjustments in someone's uh, employment status because they just can't plan, they can't create. And what we're talking about is people pursuing 20, 30, $40 million deals. You want to know the person you've got is A-class yeah. and can, is actually capable of doing that. So that's why I think that that, that, that is justified in that marketplace. I mean, one way just when you're talking, I was thinking about it was, you know, sending out invoices on time or doing, you know, doing my base, updating the database, whatever it is, is a transaction. Um, you know, it's it's not something you keep. It's something yes. you do. Yeah. Whereas a plan is an asset. Yes. Which, yes. which if that person, you know, uh, suddenly, you know, decided to f- move countries, someone else could come in and pick up that plan and continue with it. So it's an asset of the company. Yeah. So that's probably where it's different to paying for, you know, I'm going to do my administration. It's very, it's very true. It's an outcome. It's uh, it's an asset. It's valuable. And it absolutely articulates the direction that the company's got to go in. W- without a doubt, it's a very, it's a very uh, accurate representation. Yeah. So, so the other thing is uh, I noticed for the different roles, so the, the sales coach, you actually mentioned the book that you think they should be paid more than today. That's right. Yeah. So sales coaches would be like, hey. <laughs> hey, hey. Well, because... The reason why I think this is that probably one of the fundamental changes in the in the book is the fact that your sales manager of today is probably less likely to convert to being a sales coach than your salesperson of today converting to be a client expert because the role of a coach is not necessarily the fact that they were a good salesperson. It's the fact that they are a very, very good coach. And so I feel that to be able to get the right level of resource, you're going to have to pay more than you pay today. To, yeah, a higher base. Yeah, it? you've got to pay at a higher base because that person is invaluable to your business. Mm. They are the ones who orchestrate the entire strategy of engagement with your clients and the deals and balancing it off. And then they're, they're the ones who are able to, talk to a, a client expert around the fact that their deal doesn't have the legs to get it, to get mm. across the line and we're going to stop that deal and we're going to pursue with that. No one wants to hear that. No one wants to hear that. And the trouble is what we don't do today is we don't do that early enough yeah. today. We pursue a lot of deals and bid a lot of business that we should never have mm. bid. It's because we don't have really s- strong sales coaches in place who thoroughly understand the entire landscape of the competitive environment, mm. the landscape of the customer environment, and the landscape of the opportunities within the, the within their own business. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about that, and and you know, it reminds me of the Olympics are on at the moment, and you know, the 
I hit the swimming, you know, I see some competitors drop out of events. I'm like, I'm like, you're crazy. You've got another chance to win a gold medal. But obviously, their coach has strategically analysed the competition. Yeah. And you're more, more likely to win gold medal in this event. That's right. Even though it's not your strongest event. Yeah, Because yeah. in this other event, there's yeah. someone's up and coming yeah. or whatever yeah. it is, yeah. fatigue or, yeah. the, or the timing of the events yes. or whatever it is. So, yeah. so they're making hard calls. But you're right. It's easy to keep a deal going because there's not – um, the immediacy of choice. That's right. You can just keep it going. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then it comes down to, well, oh, we don't have enough resources or we're stretched thin or, you know, when it comes to certain times two years down the track, it yeah. falls over for those reasons. Yeah. But if you, you come out earlier, you've you wasted two years with the resources. And, and this is part of where the plan is structured. The plan's structured to actually allow critical thought on which are the best deals to pursue mm. because there is a, an incentive there for an individual client expert to still be remunerated if they've got their right portion of their of their remuneration signed off completely uh, 100% um, satisfactory, they're then still able to be rewarded for company success at that period of you know at that period of time if they don't close any any deals yeah. themselves. And yeah. I think that's that's a really that's another point that's going to cause some controversy, particularly pro- probably with COOs and with with finance, because what we're paying guys and they haven't even, guys and girls and they haven't even closed a deal. Yes, we are, because what that's doing is creating a solid team effort, and that overall the company will be more successful. Yeah, that's that's a really good point, and, and it applies to a lot of different situations. You know, I know that if let's say you know very at the start, the CEO says we're going to go into a new area where we're not strong, but it's strategically important, and you know we're going to build a business. Well, no salesperson wants to work on that. That's right. You don't have case studies, there's no yeah. contacts, you know, so you have to have a different model to support that person to break new ground in new areas for the future. Yes. While the, the farmers are farming yeah. the, the current business. And so, you know, that's a team. That's a team. Well, this, and this is the point that happens today when an organization says, well, we, we really want to get into security analytics. And salespeople go, look, you know what? It's just a damn sight easy for me to go and sell a whole pile of maintenance and a whole pile of boxes. Yeah, because I'll still get paid. Yeah, and that direction, that strategic direction that the companies wanted to go in, doesn't go anywhere. No. And then suddenly, what happens is um, there's these things called spiffs. You know, you know, yeah. you know sales incentive plans. Right. Suddenly, they're offering triple the commission on these deals and the like. And it's actually, and and and, and you still don't sell any, or if you no. do sell them, they've been discounted. Oh, it's strategic. We've got to discount this one. You want to sell it? We've got to discount that. Yeah. The salesperson still gets the the uh, the triple commission or whatever is being offered for it. It just doesn't work. No. It doesn't work at all. So, and and if you think about it, if you're paying, say, your sales coach 120, percent you know, so more than market. Yeah. Um, and you're paying their span of control, say, eight to ten. Yeah. And the salespeople are getting 80. percent Well, therefore you're saving a pool of money in order to reward, you know, the the, um, the client experts for the right behaviours. Yeah, that's you're right. saving the money. That's right. So financially it works out. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I, well I'll just add to say that, you know, you, would, you will actually be paying a little bit more at that stage because you wouldn't have a client expert who you weren't paying the extra cash to because that means they're not planning and therefore there's no likelihood of them successful. So... At the base level, you you are going to see an increase in your base salary commitment in that, but that will then drive a much higher success rate going into the going into the deals. But yeah. it, but that's presuming everyone's doing it at once, and yeah. I, I would oh, yeah, staggering around. Yes, it, yeah. you'd stagger this yeah. process, and so you'd gradually move people over, yeah. and 
and the affordability of it, it's, you know, I think it would be um, work out yes. um, if you did it in, in the right way yeah. because because not everyone's getting over and above all the time. Mm-hmm. You're doing it until the deal well. When you when you get clear. to the success component of the deal, right? When you get to the um, success component of the deal, um, absolutely, not everyone is going to be overperforming, and because you're not paying all of the commission that you would have been paying at the success component, you're laying it over for the longer term components. Correct. The the cash is there. Yeah. yeah. And the modelling, my modelling on this has is that this works out roughly equal. Mm. Yet it's spread along over a greater period of time yeah. and drives such significant loyalty into the business mm. and greater client outcomes that the overall effect is is hugely more beneficial yeah. to you than your current model. So, so at the start, it might be a shock for people, um, accountants, CEOs, and salespeople alike. In the long term, it's actually better for everybody because it's, I'm sure a CFO would like consistency. That's right. You know, having yeah. having ups and downs. You know. And hanging on a big deal is is no fun to plan. Absolutely, with, so absolutely. I'm, I'm sure eventually, you know, and it probably takes years for this to develop. I'm sure this is like yeah. Well, well and all plan. along we've said the the implementing this model is going to take some time, and you might find that you won't implement this across your entire sales team day one. You may have some different pools within your sales organisation on a different remuneration structure. That just might be the best way to do it. I can't give advice on this podcast and I don't even give advice in the book specifically uh, detailed because I would need to do that, you know, working. This is an organisation by organisation approach without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. And and look different and and we're we're talking from an IT perspective because that's our background. But, you know, if you're applying this to, you know, salespeople who say at a big telco company or something like that where there's, Many different types of sales, you know, there's consumer, there's commercial, yeah, yeah. there's wholesale, there's, but the behavior is the same. Well, absolutely. Whether, whether it be uh, an IT services company, an IT product company, a telco, a construction company, a mining company, all of the behaviors are actually the same behaviors that you want to do. You want to drive loyalty, you want to drive long term. Uh, engagements with your team and, and you want them to be loyal loyal to both you and the customers. So these are the behaviours that will drive that. Yeah. And you just need to, you'll have your levers and you'll lever it, but you'll look at the overall model and go, this overall model will give me an outcome. How do I plug my bits and pieces into it? Yeah, yeah. yeah great. So I just want to go around the wheel of the diagram. So we started with the base and then we've got right, success, pull and evolve. Yes. So yeah. if you just describe that a little bit, how that works, that flywheel, um, just so people have an understanding of all the different components. Yeah, well, that's right. So so generally speaking today, um, you know, you've got, you've got your base and then you've got your at-risk component and inside the at-risk component will be, a, will be some metrics that sort of say you've got to sell this much hardware, this much software, this much services, and you've got to get a client satisfaction of this, you know, and then, you, then, you, then you'll get your money, you know, yeah. there or thereabouts. And, um, and I'm saying it's actually much more, it's much more detailed than that if you want to drive if you want to drive the right behaviours in your organisation, so we've got the right uh, the the the, um, the base component which we've spoken about, which is for client experts below the um, the the current standard industry standard, and for client uh, for sales coaches, it's above. And then you've got the right model, which is the the, the right component of it, which is your planning and mm-hmm. strategy component of it. And uh, then after that is the success. So that's once we've been selling stuff. That's paid a little bit traditionally like the good old commission payments yeah. of, of old, but they are capped. 
they're capped. And what happens there is it's not capped and you never get it. It's capped and it flows over into the pool. Mm. And because what that does is the pool component is what can pay your client experts who haven't achieved a sale in the year because they've exhibited all the right behaviours and they've shared the resources and haven't hogged the resources and they've given them to the people in the organisation who have got a better chance of winning deals, who've got paid commission in the success component. Mm. That's where in the pool component, as long as we've got good. And so the pool component and the the evolved component are similar, but in the pool component, you've got measurements like uh, client satisfaction or client engagement. You've got the achievement of your number. You've got the spread of opportunities. You've got you've got metrics that you put in there, and you can actually determine those metrics a little bit yourself. You know, mm. like you can say, what are the what are the and, and what they will do is they'll come out of the CEO sales plan. Yeah, because the CEO says these are the big things that we're interested in, and those big things go into the pool component, and they go into the pool component in a uh, in a uh, quantitative manner. They go in, you know, volumes and sizes, right? Volume sizes. We're interested in client satisfaction, right? So we want a client satisfaction score of six, right? So that's the sort of thing that will go into the pool component. Then when you get to the evolve component, as it says, this is the how are we evolving as a business? So it's exactly the same set of metrics that we had in the pool component, but instead of being quantitative, they are qualitative. Mm. And so we changed the focus to say, not only did we get a client satisfaction score of six, did our clients evolve in their own business area? Did we evolve? And so so it's the change in the metrics. And these are the longer term ones. Mm. And so the money flows from set in base and in, and, and in right. It's commission style in success, and that overflows out of success into pool, and overflows out of pool into evolve. Overall, the money you've paid no more money because that success component was capped, and the over achievement portion that you would have been paying to your sales people, mm. but now that we've got client experts, you would have paid it to them, and they could have got five hundred thousand dollar commission payment and run four hundred thousand of that commission payment rolled into pool and, mm. and evolve. And then you're paying it over a longer period of time. Yeah. yeah. So they don't have the the, the peaks and troughs. They, they don't have the peaks and troughs. They've still got it there. And they and then after a you know a number of years, and if you see a sales plan is running over a four year period, over four years they earn exactly the same amount of money. Yeah. But they've had a much more enjoyable experience. Yeah. You've had a much better better engagement with your clients, engagement with your team, and it's flowed through. And the success is across the team. Mm. And so you're. You know your 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 accountants, your legal, your HR, your product development, your marketing. All of these people have reaped successes as well yeah. because they're all responsible for success. They're all contributing. They're all contributing because they're all part of the um, the right component and and the planning component, which gets away from a lot of the you know a lot of people point at sales and go they're overpaid, completely under work and they just have lunches all day and yes you know, those sort of comments and and it means that it does you know because if I'm sitting in the back office and I get paid a bonus because we we did well well I want to get more of that and so I'll I'll more likely contribute to the next deal. Well, that's right, and 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 because you've got these right teams, we've talked about the right teams. Because you've got right teams, people hold each other accountable. Mm. Because if Fred and Mary and Jill and Bill 
if they all know that success is jointly based upon team outcomes, then if one of them isn't holding up the end of the line, just the straight peer group pressure yeah, on yeah, that. Culture. But if one of them knows, as long as I get the invoices out on time, I get paid regardless regardless of whether that company's successful. That's not right. Why bother? Yeah. Why, why do I, I don't need to be involved. Yeah. I don't need to be. I just need to be resentful of the sales team because they get more money than I do and they get on lunches. No. We, we need to bring that all back together as yeah, a central thing. Yeah. Now, that's going to take a lot of leadership, CEOs. Yeah. That's going to take that's a lot. That's why you need a good sales coach, That's right? why you need a good sales coach. You need, you need everyone on board and everyone needs to understand and you need to hire. We've, you know, we've, we had a, we've got a great list of attributes in the mm-hmm. book. You need to hire for the right attributes and you need to invest in leadership because this is about true leadership, yeah, yeah. not about management. And we, we often find that when things get difficult, we throw leadership out the wall, out yeah. at the door, and we fall back on management, and we then just change a rule, and we do this because uh, I can't rely on my leaders in the business to keep everything going. I'll just go and change one of the rules, yeah. and yeah. that's and and then we Trust become so complex. Trust is gone, and 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 the whole culture of an organisation goes out the door. Yeah, well, that that's really really good commentary at the end, and I think mm-hmm. that people will have a good synopsis of that and. And, you know, I think that they will understand that this is not a short or easy journey, but it's a worthwhile one. Yes. Um, and obviously more details in the book and they could... I'm sure they could Absolutely, yeah. Well, it, and this, is a big, this is one of the big conversations. Yeah. And I think you can embark, as we talked about, you can embark upon the CEO-led sales uh, book, uh, you, you know, uh, journey. philosophy journey, um, and you can start with the CEO sales plan, which, I, you know, is essential. But these are the conversations that would be taking over yeah. the boardroom for quite a while to understand what it looks like to yeah. get this right. And, it, and it's a change management process. Well, got, well, yeah, that's yeah, right. You've got to work with people over yeah, time yeah. to really do this properly. It's, that's right. And, and if you do it well, it'll work. But if you just sort of change it tomorrow, you know, it's, it's not... It won't That's work. not the way to do it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Andrew, that was fabulous. I think um, yeah. we'll leave it there and then we'll come back and we're going to talk about the pursuit plan, which yes. is probably on the on the dip, the heading up yeah. now after the yeah. different That's right. room. That's right. This is getting getting this is getting to the exciting part. The exciting right? part of wheels, yeah. which yeah. we like to do. Yeah. All right, thanks for your time, Andrew. Good and on you. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, mate. Ta. Thanks for listening to the show. If you have any questions or would like to contact Andrew, please contact him on coledsales.com.au where you can also purchase a copy of his book. If you're in Australia or if you're overseas, please head to Amazon where you can buy it online. Thanks for listening.